Welcome, everyone, to the MMOs.com podcast. Uh, episode 190 here, two weeks late, perhaps a uh, unprecedented hiatus, but we are back. back. We're back. Better than ever. Altai here, joined by... Remo. And Altai, that, that, I heard the wonderful intro track once again, and I do really like that song, that, that little track now. I look forward to it every week, because I, I don't listen to it outside the podcast, but I always <laughs> turn my volume up for it, and, and I do enjoy it. And I feel like... Even though we don't really own that track, and I'm sure it's copyrighted, I feel like because we use that track like every week for like two, three years now, I feel like it belongs to us now. I feel like we've we've commandeered it, you know. We've, we've seized it. it. We've homesteaded it. There we go. It really is ours. Like who else? Nobody. Like, even the game where this, wherever you stole it from, right? I'll tell you, there, there's no way like enough people played that game it to down. hear it as many times as they from shut us. Down. They're not using it. It's ours now. It's ours. We took it. It belongs to TeamMOS.com. So. There it is. That's how it works, guys. If uh, if somebody's not using an asset and you seize it, uh, mm-hmm. it becomes yours. Uh, it's called homesteading. Google it. It's real. Sometimes it's real. It's a real thing. But it's like we're playing the copyright now. That's how it works. But yeah, uh, it's been a few weeks. We missed a few, uh, several big, big stories. Before we get to some some serious business memes, there's actually one funny thing I want to share right away. I think Altai showed me this earlier. It was on RMORPG. It was probably the funniest MMORPG related meme I've seen all week, and it's um. Somebody, there's a new MRPG came out of nowhere called uh, Blood Rights. So if you go to go to the official website, out there, let's check this game out, boys. Let's this is MMOs.com. We're gonna check this game out live. I haven't even played this game yet. I'm, I'm kind of hyped to play because I love playing bad games. But check out Blood Rights. So look at this first. Just look at this trailer. Look at this. Look at this picture. Okay. Imagine this game now. You're this like gladiator dude with this realistic shield. You got a sword in your hand. You got this leather stuff on. You're gonna you're gonna destroy temple. Right, it's, it's you know look look at the art style. Let's let it sink in. Let it let it sink in and visualize this MMORPG blood rights. And now I'll like go to a, go back to the Reddit thread and show off what the actual in game looks like. So right, have so then your see if it matches your memory. All right, so this is yeah. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> this is a in game screenshot compared to the uh, atmosphere that was being built with the uh, art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it just it just literally this like dude on a hoverboard. It looks like the art style looks like it's from Audition Online or Five Street or one of these ridiculous like MO dancing games. Like that was not the art style to use on your website. Like don't show me this this gladiator dude with this red cloak and this badass nitty gritty look and then give me this shit. <laughs> what the fuck? And there are hearts coming out of the hoverboard too, which is amazing. Yeah, Someone's gonna mean this. It's like uh you know, in infomercials, like the product they, they show you, like the burger they show you in the commercial versus the actual burger. This is like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought it was hilarious. I, I do think it's remarkable that in 2019, boys, it's 2019. Let that, let that, let that sink in for a moment. It's 2019, and we're still getting these random Duker and more RPGs just launching. Like, you can, you can play Blood Rites in 2019. You, you, just weird, just bizarre to me that there are still so many of these really, like, low-caliber... You know, free-to-play games, they're coming out, and Blood Rage is one of them. I, I haven't played it yet, but I'm looking forward to playing it probably, uh, you know, maybe tomorrow morning. Yeah, so I think I think you mentioned at the beginning, this is a relaunch of a previously launched and closed Asian port from, like, 10 years ago. So it's not actually a new game, but uh, it is relaunching again in Brazil. Uh, and if you, I don't know, if you want, if you, if you don't, lo- if you don't love yourself and you want to hurt yourself, you can, you can try this game. So check out their website, Altai. Click on the link at the top to go to their website. So if you scroll down, you can see the playable classes. We can play as Archer, Mage, Bard, and Warrior. So look at the look at the Warrior's uh, special abilities. Guys, this is... You may not know this, but the special ability for a Warrior is close combat physical attacks. Oh, and, and, and he's got acceleration. What does that mean? 
What does it mean? He can accelerate? I don't know. Look at those. Look at those special abilities. They just seem kind of like random. <laughs> Close combat physical attack. Uh, I think they call yeah. that melee. <laughs> yeah. I like how the bard is like not really a bard, but like, uh, like you, you see the harp in the back. But they're basically like a, like a healer. Healing. But yeah, that's that's blood rights bore. That's that's blood blood rights for you all. There it is. Beautiful game. There it is. All right, now let's get into some more serious business stuff. All right. The biggest launch of 2019, boys. It's finally announced. The biggest and more pitched launch of the year is a game that came out 15 years ago. WoW Classic, actually just a couple hours ago, was officially announced for release on uh, August 27th. 27th. There's even a little uh, countdown on the bottom of the homepage. It says WoW Ooh. Classic Global release in 104 days, 2 hours, 48 minutes. That's a, that's a, I feel like it's a little early to put a countdown when it's over a hundred days true. away. I mean, come on. I feel like there's got to be a standard. So there's got like maybe like tw maybe like ten days 30, or seven days. I'll even say thirty days. That's my. You that's, cannot go. You, first of all, you cannot go double the triple digit days. That that's that's a sin. You cannot go triple digit days on a countdown. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, you might as well start counting down for the next year as soon as the new year begins. You know, it's like three hundred sixty-four days, four twenty-three hours. Yeah. yeah, it makes no sense. But yeah, WoW Classic, uh, you know, I think Altai and I especially, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people in the chat as well, we really are stuck in the past. I know you got, I've, been, I've been speaking for the last few weeks about myself playing Ultima Online, not Ultima Online, uh, Warcraft 3 uh, for the last few weeks. I'm still playing Warcraft 3, by the way, and I've managed through uh, Rope and Altai. So Altai and I in, uh, overseas here in Turkey have been playing StarCraft 1 and Warcraft 3 every day. That's been on our agenda. That's been our gaming experience for the last few weeks. And now we can play uh, you know, WoW Classic when that launches. Yeah, Omar finally roped me in. I was My my goal was to wait until Warcraft 3 Reforged comes out, which is their uh, remake, remaster. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I couldn't I couldn't hold to my principles. I got sucked back in. And we're playing a bunch of custom games. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's actually a lot more active than I thought it would be. Uh, you know, StarCraft 1, the scene is kind of dead. You know, the custom game scene is dead. But Warcraft 3 is still popping. Every day there's a whole like list of private games to play. If you look at the numbers, actually, like just the numbers actually hold pretty well. Warcraft 3 gets like 15 to 20,000 players on any given time. And it's an old game. It's not even on the Battle.net launcher itself, right? So despite being uh, like 17 years old now, Warcraft 3 still gets respectable, guys. Respectable 15,000 players online. That's amazing. If it was on Steam, it'd be one of the most played games on Steam. And we'd be talking about it a lot more. So it's still really incredible. I think when Reforge launches, those numbers could be like 50k. You know, it, 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 it's, it's it's amazing. Yeah, little disappointed to see that they announced the WoW Classic launch before Reforged, because um, mm -hmm. I think obviously the two games will kind of compete with each other for a bit there. So I was hoping this one would come out for, first, Warcraft Three, uh, but whatever, mm -hmm. probably this year still. Uh, I'm gonna play WoW Classic though. Uh, I am I am hyped to give it give it another whirl, and I'm I'm I, I'm gonna double down here, and I'm gonna say that it will be the single most popular uh, server in World of Warcraft. I think there's an unbelievable amount of hype out there for the game, and anyone that's ever that says like, oh, there's no hype, the game's you no, know, it won't be big because people could be playing on private servers this whole time. But like you, your average player doesn't know about private servers. I feel like people that say that they, they overestimate the like the average person. I mean, the average person has like, a good job; they go to work. People that played WoW back in like 2004, classic. The people that hype for this, like, they're busy. They have lives. They don't know about private servers. So I think WoW, they're all going to come back for the nostalgia for WoW Classic. I think it's going to do amazing. I mean, we've we've seen the numbers on like Nostalrius, all those private WoW servers. The, the, the number of players on a single private server are huge, and WoW Classic will have a bigger reach than all of that. 
Yep. So I think it's going to do amazing. I think the, cl- the private servers, like you said, probably appeal to uh, you know people like us who never really stopped gaming mm-hmm. from high school. Like we kept with this, you know, we kept you know spending our time online on computers, etc. But mm-hmm. there are a whole host of people. The vast, vast majority of WoW players they probably played in high school, had a lot of fun with their friends, and then when they went to like college or got jobs, they just stopped playing games, uh, all mm-hmm. you know, all together. So they have no idea about private servers, and you got to change your host files. So they have no clue what yeah. that is. Uh, when they see yeah. this advertised to them, like in, on a football match or whatever, they're gonna go play with their old buddies from high school or college, and then it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be the biggest biggest MRPG launch of easily the last. Like honestly, it might be the biggest MRPG launch like the, de- the last decade. I mean, it's gonna be huge. It's uh, it's so weird to see that a game like a, a classic server for a game is gonna have this much hype for it. And I cannot wait to see the numbers. I, I really do think it's gonna shatter everyone's expectations. I could be wrong, but I, I, my money's on it's gonna be unbelievable. And I'm gonna be playing it. I'm looking forward to playing it. I know. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna play Horde or Alliance yet. Whatever, whatever my buddies play with. You know, whatever my buddies play, so we can all play together. I will say I think it's very good covert advertising for their main game which is with the, the current wow mm-hmm. um a lot of people i think are going to subscribe to play classic and then they're going to realize wait i'm not 18 anymore I, you know, I have responsibilities i can't grind 12 hours a day let me go try the modern version right and in the modern version you can play an hour a day and get everything done because you know there's like a checklist gameplay like daily dungeons whatever um so i think it's actually gonna a lot of people are gonna resubscribe to play classic a lot of people mm-hmm. my age, 30 plus. And then they're going to realize, oh, wait, I can't keep up with this anymore. But let me try this other game that I heard bad things about. It's not really the same thing, but it's like more like a checklist gameplay. And they're going to actually stick with the with the main game, the current version. No, I, th- I think you're you're under you're underselling what made WoW Classic magical or any of those old MRPGs. I do think I think a lot of games became more casual and easier, right? And less XP required to broaden their audience, right? But that, that, that didn't that didn't mean the people that played back then prefer the new systems. I think games like even MapleStory, World of Warcraft, Dark Age of Camelot, practically every MMORPG ever has basically made it easier to level up, has made the main story much like much less grind and easier in difficulty, right? The main story, the, obviously WoW still has difficulty, you know, Mythic Dungeons, but that early experience and the full like PV experience early on has been made very easy. That's been done, I think, to, to broaden the MMORPG audience and to get casual players. Those people that played back then, they like I don't think they're going to dislike the the hardcore experience of classic WoW. I think, I think that's an appeal to them still. Look, you're right for a current subset, a small subset. But but think about it, like I was saying, like you were saying too, the average guy doesn't know about private servers, right? And that yeah. same average guy no longer has the free time to keep up with the old classic WoW, right? That's true to degree. But look, after he gets home from work, he's yep. got eight hours to himself to fap. And, eight hours? And no, 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 no. Listen, he works he eight hours. He works eight he hours. Sleeps he sleeps eight hours. hours. He has eight hours for everything else. Not just yeah, not, not and, wow. And and guess what? Wow is eight hours. So you have eight hours of wow, eight hours of sleep, eight hours okay, of work. Fine, Come on. fine. That guy will. Time. No, you're right. That guy will play on the classic server. You're absolutely right. Right. But for yeah. every one of those people, there are eight people or ten people. They're gonna. They have one hour. They have one hour before the missus nags him to to, to dinner. Okay. Right. Listen. If you're playing classic wow, there ain't no missus. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting that out there right now. All right. If you're excited for classic wow, the odds of a missus uh, goes down. All right. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. But so they're gonna. That's what I'm gonna say. They're gonna try classic wow because they're gonna remember. Oh. Remember in high school I used to play this and I was so I was so I was so cool. So they're gonna now they're, mm-hmm. they're gonna go try it again. They're gonna realize it's not for them. But there's this other version that's like you know, the simple version, and that, you know you can still pretend like you're playing WoW, but you just you know you're just getting free stuff every week for doing nothing. You know those loot boxes. Mm-hmm. They're gonna go over there. Yeah, I mean it, it obviously bring people into the main game as well. I mean I'm still excited for Classic WoW. I'm, I'm I just want to relive the experience with everybody else. See how you know everyone is uh like I I just want to see. 
whether it's Goldshire, Barrens, I want to see a lively area where people are fighting for boars and killing wolves and just a packed area where people are shit talking in general. So I, I think the Barrens chat or the sh or, or the regular chat, like it's, it's getting way more moderated now than before, but still I'm, I'm looking forward to that, that experience quite a bit. You know, I am I am curious to see what what the live server will feel like in the modern uh, zeitgeist. Like you said, with the with the text, you know, with the chat being filtered uh, mm -hmm. much more rigorously. I know currently, you know, Blizzard has um, it's one account. So if you get banned from WoW, will they ban your you know other WoW uh, your other Blizzard games, right? Your accounts. Mm -hmm. So I do wonder how that's going to change the dynamic. Yeah. Should be fun. Uh, again, uh, I'm gonna subscribe just for it. So I'm, I'm looking. That that's the game. Honestly, I'm probably I'm still a bit more hyped for Shadowbringers only because I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV a lot lately. But I don't know. I could see, I, I could end up playing World of Warcraft a bit more. You know, because who knows? So Mark, you and I were talking a little bit about uh, kids, kids these days, as we often kids do. these days, uh, and how you know they're all like they like Fortnite. They don't like you know classic hard games. And uh, mm -hmm. I want to show you an article that I think I did mention to you before, but how weird it is to be a kid today. So here's an article from Polygon. Fortnite is free, but kids are getting bullied into spending money. So apparently, if you use a default avatar in Fortnite, uh, and you know your your peers at school, they bully you. It's like it's like a it's like a I don't know what they call it, a social status thing. Like you got to spend money. So this kid apparently, and if you read the article, the kid basically comes home, he's crying to his parents, like nobody would play with me. Nobody wants to play Fortnite with me. And the kid's like, well, why? Like, are you bad at the game? <laughs> no, no, he's good at the game. He's okay at the game. But it's because he doesn't have a skin. They don't want to play with a kid who doesn't have a skin. He can't find any friends. Listen, it's like a, it's a social indicator, all right? He's got to have a skin to show off how cool he is, obviously. It's like how a kid, I mean, kids used to like, oh, I mean, they still do, obviously. Like, they, they need certain sneakers to, like, be cool at school. So I guess now Fortnite has, has really penetrated the mainstream where you need, instead of having new like, cool kicks or sneakers to show off at school, like, you know, whatever, whatever people buy these days, they have to get out of Fortnite skins. It's pretty, pretty odd, but makes sense with how, you know, universal Fortnite is. I mean, my response to this article is I'm that fish in the top right over like, but it's kind of weird, but like, it kind of makes sense. But, oh, I, I just think it's crazy. It's so cringe. Like, I cannot believe, you know, what would you, like, imagine the, imagine the shock to the parents, like, psych, like, like when the parents heard this, what, what do you think went through their heads? Like, I cannot believe what's going on in this world. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, it must be just a tailspin for them. It is. It's so it's so weird. It now, here's the funny thing. Now, apparently, okay, according to this article, Fortnite has actually got rid of the default skin. And I haven't launched. Really? I haven't launched Fortnite in many many months, so I'm not sure mm -hmm. what that means. Like, does it mean every time you you get like a random skin every time you start the game? Maybe someone in chat who plays the game still can tell me. Um, Interesting. What do you mean that they got rid of the default skin? Um, yeah, I'm not sure what that means, but uh, I don't know. Kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of meme right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got I got a fun short mention from uh, earlier. We were doing a little tier list where we put uh, Echo Soul in our E list. There's a game coming out Altai that nobody asked for. Okay, Another it's called one. Echo of Soul. Echo of Soul Red. Okay, the geniuses over at uh, Korea Studios, whoever makes this game. All right, they're, they're making Echo of Soul Red, a mobile port of their game. And not only that, the they had the audacity to say that we're building Echo of Soul into a franchise. The guys that make Echo of Soul think that their game is such hot shit that they're going to be able to license it out to like all these other game studios to make multiple Echo of Soul titles. The blue, green, <laughs> yellow. <laughs> Am I the only one that played this game? It was ass. There was nothing here. This was a generic piece of shit 
free to play. I mean, look, I, I like generic piece of shit games. I played it for a while, but there was nothing here. There, there was no special sauce. Pretty sure it shut down like a few times. And I'm pretty sure it's being published on Steam by its own developer now. I think Area Game had it, and then maybe somebody had it before them too. But it, it shut down at least once. All right. Can we, There's no reason for this one. Can we take a moment to un- just um, unpack how worthless this, this trailer is? I hate trailers like this. People that make trailers that literally just show off a logo, like just don't do that. Just give us a picture. Like whoever, ma- I, listen. Like realistically, if I had a button in front of me and I could press it, and it would kill whoever made this trailer. Oh my god! And their extended families, I press that button. Don't don't let this nobody, get no infinity nobody stones for you. No infinity like- stones. For you. <laughs> no infinity stones for Remo. But listen, like. It's the most frustrating thing is when you look forward to it. Like, obviously, no one's looking forward to this game, so it's not a big deal. But if you look forward to, like, I don't know, Metal Gear Solid or, like, or that, the, that, that new Death Stranding game and, like, the, the trailer you see is, like, this, this goddamn logo with, like, some text. Come on! Nobody wants to see that shit. Don't, don't, it is, like, the biggest tease in the world to show a trailer. You know, you find a tra- Oh, I didn't see this trailer before. You watch it. It's just garbage. It's not, know, it's not it's as bad as the concept art because at least it's quicker. You know Ooh, it's, I only, hate the concept it's only robs you of 20 of... seconds. The other ones rob you of like a two minutes sometimes. Yeah, it's just an image though. So concept art, like whatever. Or, or what's even worse is if you have a video that just shows off concept art. I mean, I guess it's still better than the logo. But like, come on, don't make a video of concept art. Put the put the goddamn art in its own like gallery and you can watch that, right? right. Uh, I, I think I think most of you in the chat would press that button. All right, real talk. Epic logo reveal, right? Look at the, look at those flames coming out. All right, they had they had some quality video editors work on that. All right, this if I, if, I, if I had to hire you to make these flames come out that logo, how much would you charge? All right, what's the, what's the going rate for flames coming out of a logo? I, I think it's about time we get um, some real Western graphic designers on on, on the payroll for these Asian MRPG mm-hmm. you know flips. <laughs> All right. Speaking of these old old games we were talking about earlier, uh, AVA Altai relaunched on Steam. Alliance of Valiant Arms, and this actually the timing is actually perfect because if, if you guys you know have been on Twitter recently or literally Reddit or anywhere, there's been the meme going on meme going around from Grand Theft Auto where it goes, "Oh shit, here we go again." Where that black guy walks forward, that's literally Alliance of Valiant Arms. Okay, this is literally that meme because this game came out on EG back in I don't know 2000 and 10 years ago, 2009, okay? This game came out 10 years ago on EG. It shut down, okay? It wasn't a bad game, but whatever, it shut down. And then it got picked up by Area Games. And then, of course, you know, whatever, the game shut down again. Okay, gone. And then in mass, the guys that publish uh, Terror are like, hey, you know, Alliance of Valiant Arms, what are, you know, that's what people want these days. They want to play, you know, five-year-old Korean games. They, they licensed it. Now it's on the in-mass launcher. Well, you know, a couple of years later, no one's playing it. They shut it down. So now Red Duck, the Korean developer, is like, you know, Alliance of Valiant Arms, our, our game is the best. Everybody loves Alliance of Valiant Arms, and they released it again. So for like the fifth time, this game is back, boys. This game is back. But to my surprise, Altai, to my surprise, the game has over 1,200 players online right now. I, can't, I don't know how. I can't, am I retarded? I can't even find the... the... It's called AVA Dog Tag. I'm sorry, Altai. They, they renamed it AVA Dog Tag. Dog Tag? Yes, you know, because like soldiers wear dog tags. How cool that is, you know? So cool. There's 694 players on right now, which is which is which is not bad for again for a 10 year old Korean shooter. I mean, there's no, honestly look like if people like out there might be like, oh my god, AVA is such a good game. Don't fucking shit on it. L- listen, listen. I played AVA. I played I played hundreds of hours of AVA back when I was on EG. Played a little bit on area, not nearly as much. I played it maybe like once when it was re- when it back on the in mass launcher. 
I play this game a lot, but there, but there is no reason. In tw- if if it's 2019, guys, if it's tw- if, if it's if it's 2019, and you find yourself playing AVA, there's something wrong. Something went wrong in your life to be playing this game in 2019. There are just so many better free-to-play shooters. You can play CS:GO for free now. I mean, if you want, look, if if you like, you know, if you have a Korean complex and you want to play Korean games, go play uh, Black Squad. It's just a better game. Black Squad is just better than AVA. All right, I'm calling it. All right, there's no reason. You should find yourself in 2019 playing AVA Dog Tag. I think there's a there's a fundamental sign that something has gone wrong in your life. You know, it's not doing so hot on Steam actually. I, I know the numbers are pretty uh, decent, but uh, you know, the, the, these ratings are pretty awful. 47 percent. About 600 players play online right now. Um, uh, I wonder. I wonder if it's all nostalgia. I, I wonder if there's any new players coming to this game. No, if they do, they they've stumbled on there. You know, they're gonna just, they, they'll play for like a couple days and quit. You know, like somebody said, the free to play CS:GO is bad. Like there is maybe one aspect of AVA might be better than CS:GO, and that's like Danger Zone is probably the most garbage game mode in the world for CS:GO. So maybe I'd rather play AVA Dog Tag than play Danger Zone. All right, I'll give it that. But there are just some games in 2019, guys. Like there are some games in 2019. If you're still playing, there's something wrong. Okay, I, obviously I wouldn't put like good games like WoW or RuneScape on that list, but like AVA Dog Tag is on that list. All right. Yeah, it's just Warcraft been... 3, definitely not on that list. Okay, I've been playing Warcraft 3 nonstop. That game is not on the list. The, yeah, the, this first gen of these uh, Korean shooters have definitely been um, out, outranked, outclassed um, by newer ones. Yeah. Iron Sights, Blackout. Um... Black Squad is a quality. Squad. It's actually a good game. Like, Black Squad is actually a fun, of the, a fun free-to-play Korean shooter. Like Also, like Combat Arms as well. Like that, like that. There's no reason to play that in 2018. It, it wasn't. Like, I played a lot of that too back on back on Nexon. Like, a shit ton of it. It was a good game for like 2000 and like 2010. It was a good game for then. It's, it's just not a good game anymore. Okay, there's no reason to play Combat Arms in, in 2019. There's did Iron, none. Did Iron Sights ever make it to Steam? I know it's on uh, Aria. Iron Sights, I barely played. So it wasn't bad. I know we played it uh, when it first came out. It was not bad. It was on it's, it was on Aria. So I don't know if yeah. I don't know if I ever made it to Steam. And unfortunately, guns. If, look, if you're playing Guns in 2019, there's nothing wrong. Go play. If you're playing a Guns private server, good for you. Guns is a respectable game. I have respect for Guns. It's a good game. It's a different game. Like there are games that just there's nothing else quite like it. Okay, and AVA is not one of them. Guns is a beautiful thing. It's a game that's there's nothing quite like Guns the Duel. Okay, it's it's a unique title that you really can't get the experience anywhere else. So good, go play Guns. Nothing wrong with that. But AVA, there are literally just newer versions of AVA. Korean lobby shooters with the same tactical look, with the same weapons, with the same gameplay. They're just better. So, no for AVA, yes for guns. There you go. Combat arms. Yeah, it's still around, though. It just won't die. Yeah, it just really won't. It's just really weird to see these games that don't die. Like, whew, it just it got it shut down like four times already. There's no way it's going to make it the fifth time. I mean, now that it's published by its developer, they can afford to keep it going forever because there's no cost to them to keep it running unless the studio itself goes bankrupt, right? There's no there's no like extra cost, no licensing cost to keep it running. But yeah, there's uh, there's there's AVA Dog Tag Boys if you're looking forward to playing it, you know. Go play on that cold case map again, you know, for the millionth time on that tiny ass map with the with the freezers and the ice. You play AVA, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, there is a game that uh, did die in China this week. PUBG. It, this is this is the biggest, most ridiculous story. But yeah, go ahead, Altai. <laughs> so after trying for, since the launch of PUBG, to get the game approved in uh, China, which is, this is how, China is like the, what do, you, what do you call it here? The cliche of like the bureaucratic nonsense state, right? So you have mm-hmm. this game PUBG, 
it's the biggest it's, it's, the game is so big in China right almost all the players are in China but it's actually never been approved in China it's supposed it's technically not even released in China it's been in beta it was and in their beta period they weren't allowed to monetize so like it's been out in beta in China as a non-monetized beta yep and and um so anyway finally Tencent gave up they they said you know the the, the government will not allow us to actually release this game even though it's played by millions of people in China uh, instead, they released a new game called Game for Peace. And I got to think they're kind of trolling the government here, Tencent. So PUBG did not get approved because it's too violent. You know, you're killing people on this island with like, it's very realistic, real guns. So they couldn't get PUBG approved. So instead, they made a new game and they called it Game for Peace. And it's basically PUBG. Uh, you're seeing a video right now. It's basically PUBG. You just, you know, you drop on these... Ew. If someone showed me this video, I would think they're playing PUBG. But no, they're not. They're playing it's Game for literally, Peace. It's, it's literally PUBG. They, they just changed the name. It's the most absurd story because how this flies in China is beyond me. They did, they couldn't get approvals, right? So PUBG could not get the approvals from the, the Chinese government to release because it was considered too violent. And Tencent just took the game down, changed the name to the Game for Peace, just to like make it seem less violent, right? Game for Peace. You know? That game can't be violent. It's called Game for Peace. You know? Peaceful game. And then they resubmitted for approval. I guess they, they bribed the right guys, and now the game is approved. So what's This the is difference? the most insane thing ever. The only difference uh, nothing. is there's no blood. And no, here's, there's a difference. When you kill somebody, they wave to you and disappear. No. Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah, that's, that's a meme. So <laughs> That's when hilarious. You, when you kill someone, yeah, they just go and disappear so there's no death there's, no one's dying you're just teleporting them your bullets are like magic if they hit you you get teleported away you don't die that's, no... the, that's the weirdest thing i feel like yeah, we, we we really do take for granted here in the west just how like the fact that our games aren't censored it's such a bizarre thing like it's so weird that you just wave and disappear death isn't real in china right you don't die in china <laughs> yeah mao mao all those 30 million people that starved to death no 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 they just uh, they're in a they're in a they, celestial they heaven all right they're in a celestial palace on the moon okay with with the moon goddess <laughs> makes no sense this is literally just a reskin version of PUBG, and because it's PUBG, the game is really popular in china it's the it's like the i think it's the biggest game in china right now because it just just launched and they're monetizing it now for like the first time so it's making crazy money i think it made like 14 million dollars in its first like 72 hours from my sensor tower report i read so the game is doing well it, again it's just literally PUBG though it just, okay. it, i just love the name here's a better here's a, here's a video of uh the death scene so watch this video guys. they wave at you and disappear <laughs> that's that's the only difference <laughs> it's so weird isn't that just really bizarre there's no blood oh my god this is so weird yeah and this this is a mobile game guys it's it's insane what a world we live in boys what a world peace elite i think the same art as PUBG. like the same logo good for them good for them well, things aren't quite so bad here in the West, but uh, we do have a regulatory article here, Tim. You want to nail this one before we do one? Yeah, it's a fun one. It's, there's a, there's a, there was a U.S. senator wanted to actually um, introduce a bill. He does introduce a bill to basically regulate and ban loot boxes and pay-to-win microtransactions from basically any game uh, open to minors, which is kind of like a broad term because minors can be anyone less than 18. So basically every game. Now, uh, clearly this, this senator, I think he's from Missouri, he was he's clearly a gamer to be even like be in touch with this kind of stuff or he knows somebody that is. But unfortunately, you know, I mean, he's coming. His heart is from, a, from the right place. But I don't think he's going to be able to get this through uh, Congress because the, the lobbyist, the industry group is just going to nail him on this. I mean, they've already I think the UK government, the Canadian government, Australian government and uh, German government all came out and said that loot boxes aren't gambling already. So there's already a lot of 
precedent to, to keep loot boxes in games. I like the name. I like the name, though. You know, it's, yeah, it's protecting called, children from abusive games. Yeah, and I think he's smart. So, so you, like Omar said, uh, a few people, uh, politicians in other countries, have tried to uh, regulate this stuff on the on the grounds of gambling, and um, they've largely failed. I think Belgium still has some kind of restrictions in place, but um, it hasn't really gone too far beyond that. But I think it's smart to take this kid angle. So now you're not saying it's gambling. You're not going to regulate it as gambling. You're going to say it's abusive towards children because children don't know what they're doing. Beep, beep, boop. They're clicking the... It's for the kids, guys. It's exactly. for the kids. How could you vote against the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act? Do you, do you like abusing kids? If you vote against this, you enjoy abusing kids. I, I hate the names of all these laws. They always do this. Like every, all the, every, both, you know, on both sides of the aisle, Republicans and Democrats, they always name their, their bills like very innocuous and very nice sounding. If you vote against it, you must be like a well, terrible person. Well, hey, it's, well, why not? Why wouldn't you take that angle if it works? And, and, and there is it some works. merit. There is some merit to it. Why is it that if I give a kid, and I love this, I know what you're going to say, but let's go through it anyway. So, okay, you give the kid, the kid's playing on the game. Uh, he, he gets like a roadblock and he, you know, he clicks the buttons and he spends your money. Why should that? Why should the game be you know tailored around that? Like why should we? You you know, why should that be a thing that can happen in these games? But with today's technology, with the facial scans and such, this should not be possible. The kid, the, the kid is not buying it. The parent is buying it. The kid's buying it because no, he has the phone. no it's, hold, on, hold on. So the problem: the kid goes to the parent and say, "Mommy, mommy, I want to buy this new skin of Fortnite or whatever game, whatever, whatever he's playing mobile, you know, Chinese no, steal your money game. People, it's all saved. No, yeah, it's saved to the parent." Their, their, their facial recognition and their fa- fingerprint, not the kids. There's some 12-year-old kid who's playing uh, you know, some mobile game and he wants to spend money in it, right? He can't. He's going to go to his mom and be like, hey, mom, I want to spend money. If, if he's playing mom's like, did, did you, oh, The mom's like, did you do your homework? Yeah, I did my homework. Okay, here you go. And he, she scans her fingerprint or scans her face, whatever, and she buys. That's what happens. The kid's not buying anything. Uh, I think, I unless, unless the kid chops off the mom's I think, finger I, well, and he uses well, that. The kid could have his own up. phone or their own device where it's saved. And I, I think in what new. world is is, is going to have their mom's credit card number saved on a twelve year old kid's device? I think a lot of people, well, a lot of people, um, have a situation where the, the kid knows the password, like the Apple ID, right? Because they don't, they, they get tired of asking, like, "Mom, mom, what's your password? What's your password? What's your password?" I think so. I think a lot of kids know their parents' passwords. I, I think I think what you're referring to, I think, is a small part of like the problem, right? I think most of these transa- these games marketed towards kids, they're asking their parents, the parents are okaying the spending money. That's what's happening, I think. I don't think they're kind of stumbling their way into spending their parents' money without them knowing. I mean, I mean, uh, I think the Apple Store and Google Play, they, they have a process for, you know, if their kid spends money without the parent knowing, there's a process to get a refund there. That, that, that's like a, already an avenue. This happens a lot in America already. So people do, there's a way to get a refund for that already. Where, you know, it's unauthorized use. And, and, and the kid's account will be banned for it too, but you'll, you'll, you'll get the refund. So there's a process for that, what you're talking about already. So I, I don't know if that's, that's where the actual problem is, you know? You can, I think there's, the actual problem could be that these are addictive and they are gambling, you know? I think the case we made that loot boxes are gambling. When it comes to, I think, um, when it comes to the way loot boxes were in CSGO and Dota 2, where you could literally bet them like on the CSGO gambling websites, that was just gambling. Because at, at that point, you were just literally buying chips, which were the loot boxes and the keys, and opening them and literally betting them on roulette or blackjack. You could play blackjack with CSGO skins years ago. That was gambling, like, without a doubt. But I do like the games. angle here, though, because still, because again, I don't think they want to. I don't think he's trying to stop gambling, if even in games, if if you know, adults want to do that. I think he's, mm-hmm. they, they specifically want to make it so if the kids playing on a game, they shouldn't they shouldn't have these addictive casino like features. So I know, how do you? So I well, imagine this now. Imagine there's a time gate when you're playing Candy Crush, okay, and you're a kid, you're 18, under 18. The option to buy stuff will not appear for you. 
right? But if you're over 18, it'll be the game like it currently is. Why can't why the kid can ask a parent for it then? No, the parents can be like, no, 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 no. The kid won't have. So imagine, imagine I get a phone. Why, from why not give them the option? Why not give the kid the option? To what? To buy crap in the game? Yeah, well, to ask a parent to buy it. Yeah. No, no, the, the kid version will just not have the will not have a cash app. Well, because the law says so in the future, hopefully. So, because you don't want to get kids, you know, hook. It's like, would you give your kids uh, c- cocaine in their cereal? Uh, once upon a time in America, you probably, you know, that was allowed. But you don't want to get know, kids right. hooked early. Well, they do want to get the kids hooked early. That's the nature of, like, video games. Like, I, I don't understand why, again, you're targeting these mobile games, but, like, there there are ads for video games on TV. Like, they watch these Saturday morning cartoons, and there's an ad for the newest, uh, like, Mario game. Because like, that's, that's one literally time, the same one thing. one-time purchase, that's why. It's on a, it's on a habit-forming. Uh, Fine. So, 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 can I have the microtransactions up to the sixty dollars, and then they disappear? I don't know. Why? Why does, why does Mario get advertised no, on TV? Have, but I can't have, do this. You can, have, you can have games that cost money in App Store. That's fine. I don't uh, think. I don't think this bill will be targeting that. I, I don't look. As much as everybody hates uh, microtransactions, I, I don't think they should be illegal. It just seems weird to have for it. Kids, you know, for kids. No. I, I, again, I don't think. I think Candy Crush as is is fine. I don't think they need to change the way Candy Crush is made because some. Some kids you you think might be to get addicted to you know get addicted to the game or something. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I think it's a good idea. I think uh, first of all, not going to happen. Though. I think we'll get better games. By the way, if we punish microtransactions, we'll get we'll get real games again. So I'm all for uh, <sighs> using the heavy hand of the state to get what I want. That's uh, that's basically what it boils to. I I just just bring back to my rants from earlier. I wanted to talk about it. it really. You know, years ago, like we, and for a long time on this podcast and on MMOs.com and back on MMOs, we used to talk a lot about how every game just kind of copies each other. Where, you know, we're, we're, um, Runes of Magic was just a WoW clone, Four Story was a WoW clone. You know, you have, you know, DF, the, the, that, that model of the DF Dungeon Fighter Online was basically copied by, uh, you know, Vindictus was the same company. But then you have, uh, you know, all, all those instance dungeon, Persistent Hub style games like Soul Worker. There's like 100 games like that, right? There's so many games that kind of copy each other, but it's never been so bad as it is on mobile because on mobile, there's only like four kinds of games. I can't tell you how many games there are with the with the hero collector model, where you have like one to five star heroes you collect and you equip stuff with them. Games like Epic Seven, you know, games like Fate Grand Order, you know, that genre of gaming where it, it, it's absurd. There are at least a thousand games like that. And like every time I play a mobile game now, like it, it's one of these four genres. And I actually saw an ad, I think, on Twitter or somewhere recently for this this anime waifu game. And you know, I got tempted. I saw this busty lady on there. You know, big. Big old anime titties bouncing up and down. And I clicked on the ad, you know. I'm a guy. Click on some anime titties once in a while. Uh, a game's called Aurora Legend, by the way. All right, game's called Aurora Legend. I downloaded it. I played it for about 10 minutes. And I, it's the same fucking game as like 100 other games. It's the same exact game as AFK Arena. Same game as um, fuck, uh, as Idle Heroes. And like the, this, this genre, it's insane. It's the same. It's a reskin version of Idle Heroes. It's the same exact Chinese nonsense auto-playing game. I don't get it. It is a reskin version. There's nothing different. At least if you looked at like, like at least four story and wow and four story and runes of magic were still somewhat different games. It's the same art style, but that, that that's where kind of it stopped. The same art style and some of the basic and more elements. This is the same exact game, reskin, identical. Well, I mean, this is this is okay. I'm gonna pose a scenario for you guys. Okay, so I, I think we've all played um, those Clash of Clans or um, uh, Game of War style strategy games, right? Yes. And he said that's one of the four subgenres yes. of mobile games. Yes. Now, imagine for a minute if uh, microtransactions were banned. Okay. Government comes down, bans it. Instead, those strategy games, here's how they would work. 
you buy in once a ticket, like $5, $10, whatever. And there's mm-hmm. a season, like a six months, one year, whatever it is. And w- within that, there is no microtransaction. If you want to train the little barracks, you got you to gotta wait 10 minutes like everyone else. And you all fight. You mm-hmm. make guilds. And there's a winner after six months. And then resets. Wouldn't it just be better for everyone? Who would lose in that scenario? The, the game develop the, the game companies would lose. No, they right? like they can charge ten bucks, twenty bucks. They can compete on. Uh, uh, well, well, they they can make more money with the current system. But yeah, as as a gamer, obviously that that's where it's at. Okay, a gamer, and I think the developers would enjoy it more because they would have to, they'd have to compete on gameplay mechanics, right? Then you know, Kalachi Clans would have to add new features, new you know, all these crazy things. They compete on. They wouldn't just compete on hiring different models for commercials on the Super Bowl. Like that's basically that's the vector right now. Who whoever you you can get to download your game. Since they're all they're all addictive and they're all based on microtransactions, right? So the the only cost isn't the development cost. The co- the, the games are all clones, right? The cost mm-hmm. is the marketing to get on board the new idiots who haven't fell for this trap yet, this uh, addictiveness nature. Just get them on board, milk them for like a thousand dollars, then they their base gets destroyed and they quit and they cry. But that's a current <laughs> that's a current system, right? It is the current system, yes. Look, I, I do think. So we'll why do we support games. that? Because what my freedom? Like I don't understand. Basically, yeah, my freedoms. That's why. Because I, I do think we as gamers just get better products. Then I do think microtransactions, especially on the mobile front, they get they end up giving us worse products for sure. But I, I, I just have a problem with uh, you know legislating what they have, what they can and cannot do. Because I think a lot of unintended. I mean, consequences. Isn't that what legislation is to begin with? All yes. If, if 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 we can surgically target this industry with this regulation. Yeah, I'm all for it. Why not? That's what that bill was. That's what that bill was. If you're under 18, you cannot be confronted by microtransactions. That was the bill. It, it was laser targeted. It wasn't like a broad, like, we're going to ban soda. I don't know. It, it, it just comes down to that. But that, that opens the doors to other similar, you know, you, I don't know. Okay. So this you, is slip- you, 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 you can easily make the argument that, oh, Metal Gear Solid is a, it's a violent game, right? So we can't let kids play Metal Gear Solid. So here's how we do it. You know, you, you have to have like two different versions of the game or something and add all these extra costs for the developer. I don't know. It just, so, it just okay. Right, in the here, name of defending kids, you could you could do a lot to ruin gaming. Here's a hot take, boys and girls. Hot take. Hot take. Here so we go. So Omar is giving us basically a slippery slope argument, right? More more or less, right? That was that's yeah. okay. As we speak, Omar and I, even though we're in Turkey, we're still U.S. citizens, right? As we speak, our government is sending a aircraft carrier fleet into the Persian Gulf to threaten an, uh, Iran, another sovereign nation. If our government can do that, our, our legislative body can do that, the slippery slope is gone. Don't, okay, we can do anything, okay? So don't tell me, well, if we, if we uh, regulate loot hold boxes, on, if we regulate loot boxes, we're going to be no, in no, communist no, 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 Russia no, no. tomorrow. No, no, no. We got, no, no, the, we got, we're dropping nukes. We got space programs. No no slippery slopes, all right? It's all, the slope has been slid. There's no more sliding in the slippery slope. I, I, I don't understand how military operations by a government is equivalent to... You know, regulating video games. Uh, this, the this, the, this, the this, point this. is, we have given our legislative body authority to nuke other yes. countries. Okay? Yes, we have. Yes, yes, we have. Therefore, therefore, there is nothing that they cannot currently do. Right? That, that yes. giving giving them the power our to regulate loot boxes. Could, I'll tell you, I'll, that, that's that, that's irrelevant. Our, our, our legislative body today can legally get you a U.S. citizen killed. Without right. due process, right. it's happened before. But, but, but you they fear, yes, yes, yes. But you fear that if we all, if we add to this weight, okay. So here's the weight, right? Here's the balance. We've given them all these powers we just mentioned: killing me, sending aircraft carriers, space programs. But if you think we add that last grain of sand, regulating loot boxes, right? We we add that, boom, the whole system's gonna blow up, right? That's what you're saying. No, I think it's gonna open the door of regulation in video <laughs> games and <laughs> unintended. They can yeah. only do that. That door's open, baby. They could, yeah, they could do it, but this is gonna justify it. Then, or we, in order to protect kids, we gotta stop violent video games. What? They could do that too. They can make all games with any level of violence adult only, which is yes. crippled industry. Nothing is stopping them from doing that, and the, except for the fact they don't want to. There's no, well, there's no, there's no, no door. Reason. The door's open. This is the door. The door's this already is, open. This is what. 
if you want to protect children microtransactions, you can be, this is the door to regulating video games in other ways as well. The door, that door is open, wide open. There's nothing stopping them. I'm closing the door, boys. Door is closed. Rainbow, Rainbow has closed the door. <laughs> all right. Oof, I got a little animated there. I don't know you, why. You, 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 you got a red pill over there all the time. Giving, giving the red pill out to everyone. It just amazes me that this is where, like, everyone has their, obviously, different pet project. Like, for some people, it's healthcare. Like, if we give people healthcare, uh, it's going to, like, destroy America. But we've already given them so much power everywhere else. Like, there is no single, like, I don't know. It's, just, it's not the right place for this. But uh, mm -hmm. nothing's going to happen, all right? If we, if we ban loot boxes tomorrow, nothing's, they're not going to ban I violent didn't say games. The, I, the world ain't going to end. No, no, right? no. They're not gonna, no they're, just because we ban loot boxes doesn't mean... They're gonna ban violent games. It doesn't mean they're gonna make games illegal. They're not gonna, you know. That's these. These, these are all separate issues. All right. Anyway, let's move on to a, a fun topic where at least we can see some games doing some different things. There's some hope, boys. There's some hope. Now, who knows if this game is ever gonna come out? But uh, this, I doubt anyone's ever heard of this game. It's called ReWorld. All right, put on that video all the time. Put on some ReWorld. All right, these guys are trying to do something a little bit different. So good for them. And I guess they're kind of going with the model I've talked about in a previous podcast, where basically it's player created content. So if you look at the look at their flowchart, boys, look at that triangular flowchart, all right? Wow. Triangle. A player, all right? Content creator and reworld dev. I like that. So they want to basically make it so players can make their own content in the game. Almost like um the Roblox model where you know players will get paid for making content and selling it to players in an MMORPG world. And they're doing it specifically for an MMORPG, whereas Roblox was kind of all about mini games, right? So they want to take that model and make you know a game out of it, you know, which I think would be pretty awesome. Because I you know, it's 2019, boys. Uh, Warcraft 3 has not been updated in like the last 10 years, and I'm still playing it because of the, the player-made mods. Okay? Same thing for StarCraft 1. Same for StarCraft 2. A lot of these old games that are built on player mods, you know, people... Uh, some of my friends are playing Skyrim in 2019. Skyrim in 2019, boys. You know why? Because that game's got some crazy mods. Mods have kept Skyrim fresh after all these years, and there's a reason why it's still one of the most played games on Steam. Player mods. So, if you can make an MMORPG like this, I think, again, if you do it correctly... It's the future, boys. And I'm rooting for a reworld as well as any other company trying to do this because I, I really think as long, you don't have to do a great job either. You do, a, you do a mediocre job with this system, it'll take off. The player creativity will take over and it'll be amazing. Yeah, and I, I think um, not only does this game look beautiful, but uh, they're actually making two versions of it, right, Amor? You mentioned that? Yeah, yeah. There's two versions coming out now. Clearly, here's what happened. They're making a MOBA, right? But, but here, MOBA. Here's why. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. What? Why? Which, which, which is bizarre, right? Here's what happened. They, they probably started developing this game years ago, right? And the MOBA train started happening, right? And they're like, okay, guys, have one team work on a MOBA because that shit's hot. Shit's, shit's fire right now, right? And then, like, years later, now MOBAs are fucking dead. Like, there's no more, there's no more new MOBAs coming out, right? So, like, fuck, we already made this game. Eh, I just released it anyway. Who knows? It's just weird. But they have a MOBA, they have, they have a MO, uh, eight player MOBA coming out, too. Impressive. But yeah. yeah. But I'm more interested in the MO like you as uh yeah. as you are. And what's remarkable is this actually looks if you look at the art style, like it's pretty obvious to me. I mean, visually it's more cartoony, it's got these bright colors, but it looks a lot like um Oh, I don't know why I'm having some like early stage Alzheimer's right now, but what's the Ultima line free to play the Ultima line game light game, what's it called? Uh, not LBN. Legends, Legends of Power? Legends of Aria, yes, yes. Okay, Legends, it looks it looks like Legends of Aria with the top down camera, right? And the way that mine shaft looked in the house, I'm getting some Legends of Aria vibes from this video. I'm getting some Breath of the Wild vibes right well, here yeah, well, from the colors, yes, from the art style. But like the overall camera and gameplay looks a lot like uh, Legends of Aria. And what's interesting is Legends of Aria used to be called Shards Online, and they were supposed to be 
exactly what this is a full blown like MMORPG maker. That, that, that was their vision from the get go, where they were going to make a uh, player charge, player servers, different rule sets, modding, all that, all that good stuff. But they became Legends of Aria and they kind of stopped doing all that modding stuff. So hopefully, like, I, I, this model I think is going to work. And I don't think you have to do a great job. If you do a mediocre job, it'll be enough. I think it'll work. Time will. T- oh, it's a Canadian studio. Wow. Yeah, they're based in Canada, and they're. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if they're real. No, I, I don't know what their funding is like because I really haven't heard about them until recently. But uh, I like I, I like that PowerPoint slide over there with with that triangle. You know, I trust them. So gonna, this game's gonna. Here's how you can tell they got the brain trust, the creative team over there. So mm-hmm. their name is Qwerty Studio, but it's S T U D dot I O for studio. Okay. I, I, uh, if they, uh, if they have a .io domain, they've already won my trust, right? Studio. Dude, 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 those I.O. games are amazing. You played uh, the, the Scriblio, the Pictionary game. There's uh, Survivio, the Battle Royale game. What's the what's the worm one called? The worm. The, agar.io, where you eat the blobs. All these I.O. games are amazing, boys. Well, I don't know. If the, you get, oh, I don't know. What obviously, they're, they're, not, they're not related. Obviously, I know they're not related. But if, yeah. but if you have .io in your domain, I have never been let down by a .io domain in my life, okay? Have you ever been to a bad .io website? No, you haven't, okay? I'm Done. trying to find out if, if it actually is their... Uh... No, well, it's, it's definitely not going to be them. But I'm just saying, Let's I've never it. been to a bad .io website, all right? That's the wrong one. It's a nice-looking website, though. It is. Oh, by the way, I, I want to correct one thing you said earlier. You said Warcraft hmm. 3 has not been updated in a long time, right? Yeah, that is incorrect. In fact, there was a major patch that came out in December of 2018. Ooh. So they are still patching the game, and and you would think it's a small thing, right? They fixed a few issues with the you know, borderless yeah. full screen, etc. Yeah, that's but that is not it. They actually made extensive um, balance changes. Balance changes. Wow! Arch- yeah. cool. Look, brilliant aura changed. Different items yeah. have different stats. Build time reduced from 75. So they are. Look at this. This is long patches they got here. Okay. I, I'm curious what the patch issue is going to be looking like. Because when you log into Battle.net on Warcraft 3, it says like the last update is in 2014 from there. So I, I guess you know they didn't update that with this new one. But I cannot imagine they patch this game regularly. I don't know about regularly, There's but no I think they, I think there are. you'd be surprised how often they patch it. Maybe. I think uh, maybe. Who knows? It's pretty remarkable if they do. But again, just makes it, I imagine most of those patches are just to make it important. Run on modern PCs and stuff. Oh, They've I, also made a I, no, no, no. I stand corrected. April twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's go through these patches here. Uh, Blade Master, Wind Walk change, Critical Strike change, Dark Ranger, Life Drain, uh, Toron. Wow. Uh, Orb of Fire. Now it does um, five damage instead of ten. Plus ten damage. Look at this. Look at this. impressive. I'm still scrolling. Okay. Baby. Okay. Okay. I, I did not know they still updated uh, so Warcraft three. They still keep it updated. No, that shit matters. I'm playing custom maps, all right? I'm not playing that that default RTS mode, all right? I ain't playing that, so it's all good. So I'm I'm rooting for I'm rooting for this this MMORPG. They got they got Remo's rooting going for them. Not sure what it's worth, but they got it, all right? Paracrackles was supposed to be the same thing, but I know they've basically re start restarted development of that game, I think, at least once before. So who knows what it's going to be? There was a closed beta earlier. I didn't play into it, so curious what it looks like today but we'll find out eventually when it comes out i think um it's old news now but i don't know if we actually streamed since we heard of it but uh rocket leaks uh got up bought out by epic mm-hmm. um there's and then besides that in the two weeks we've been gone a few other big games became um got announced that they were epic games exclusives so internet's still you know whining about that um how do you feel? <sighs> I, I'm still okay with it, to be honest. I don't really care. I don't know. People. I don't really care either. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. I don't see the problem. Uh, besides that, Dauntless is coming out officially, like official release, even though it's been free mm-hmm. for like a, two years now. It's coming to Epic Store. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Epic, I think I think good for them. You know, we, we need some competition. Shake things up. Make some news. Make mm-hmm. some waves. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. At, at the end of the day, I think Steam's going to match the Epic, Epic Games uh, developer you know, split rate, and it's all going to be a win-win then for everyone. Everyone should go back to Steam now that the rates are lower on there. I mean, all the developers, rather. And it's gonna be no problem. I mean, honestly, if I, to, if I had to launch Epic Games, it's not a deal breaker. I mean, this whole like exclusivity, you know, exclusivity, it's not the same thing with like when something was exclusive back in the day for like PlayStation, like you had to have a PS a PlayStation to get it. But if you have to download a different launcher, they're all free. Who gives a shit? From, from the consumer perspective, it really doesn't matter. At least that's the way I feel. I think if you're overseas and like I know um, Epic doesn't have regional pricing yet, yeah, then it matters, obviously, for you. But anyone living in, in the US, just opening a launcher is not that big of a deal, you know. You know, maybe they don't have user reviews, but like, I, I don't know, it's not that big of a deal anyway. Well, here's, here's a hot take. Uh, if Fortnite keeps making so much money, I predict Epic is going to buy Valve. And then Ooh. it'll just be one. It'll just be the no, Epic. No, no, Gabe ain't selling. Gabe ain't selling. If Gabe had any interest in selling, I think Microsoft or somebody else would have bought them, or Amazon would have bought them already. You know, both Amazon and Microsoft are in the Seattle area, right? So... I think I think I think uh, Valve has been a acquisition target for a long time, and Gabe is a majority owner, so I, I just don't think he's interested in selling. Unless maybe now he's so stressed out with the competition from Epic Games, maybe then you know who knows. Well, I mean nothing, every, every, nothing lasts forever. You know, maybe he wants to move on. Maybe he gets a you know offered a price he can't refuse. Who knows? I don't know. Gabe without at Valve, who knows? It'll be the end of an era. Well, another, sell, a big uh, Valve announcement this this uh, past three weeks. Half-Life 3? No, no, not Half-Life 3. We got a... Uh, Valve is releasing their own headset. VR headset. <sighs> nothing's right. no, nothing's going to come of this, boys. Valve, nothing's going to come of this. I'm, I, I, VR is cool and all. We're not ready. Valve doesn't have the resources to like pour billions into this. Facebook has, you know... Facebook is like a $400 billion company and... VR is still nothing for them, so I don't know. They put they're putting a lot of eggs in this basket. I mean, I hope I hope it works out for them, but I'm not optimi- I'm not optimistic on it. But I think it's a silly name. What was it? Um, Forgot. Index. Yeah, index. Index was the name. Mm-hmm. I think this is what they've been working on for like the past three years, and I I don't think it's gonna. Do, I don't. There's no secret sauce to this compared to the existing ones, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, what's remar- what's really sad is that you know the resolution changes on on like there's no like big upgrade in, in resolution on any of the new you know uh, VR devices from the from the first Vive to even the Vive Pro to all the current stuff. There's nothing. It's, it's such a minuscule change in like Im- improvement. And after all these years, you'd think there'd be much better resolution, like maybe like fifty percent, sixty percent improvement, but no, nothing. So the tech is still just very weak sauce right now. So. Hard to get excited, boys. Hard to get excited. This is interesting. So this is the first one that's not even going to use OLED. It's going to use LCD technology. It's going backwards, boys. Yeah, this seems like it's going backwards. Yeah. Huh. It just, it, I don't know. It's hard to get excited for VR. At least like in the next 10 years. And maybe like 20, 30 years, it'd be really cool. But who knows? By then, by then I might be dead. You never know. Yeah, plus they got, they're all going to be wireless too. That's 100%. But it just—you notice—it it just the pixelation is too high on the current. They have to be at least double the resolution to be really good. It's just yeah. too pixelated right now. It's at least double, and we're nowhere near that. It could be a vibration. I don't know. False Messiah. 
Pretty you sure. I mean, Vive is still the only thing, so I don't know. You know what baffles me? That HTC is not bankrupt yet. Like, when was the last time you guys saw an HTC product? Like, I remember like eight years ago, they had smartphones. And I actually saw some people with HTC smartphones. But I, for the life of me, for the last four years, I have not seen one HTC phone in the wild. So I, I don't no, know how this company is even like still afloat. I don't know. <sighs> They get all, I don't know what they have right now, but I, I do know they have. They sold their phone business to Google for like billions of dollars, and they have a lot of cash, so they can afford to keep doing whatever the hell they're doing for many, many more years. Astigmatism. That sounds sounds painful. <laughs> I don't it's know. Not bad. It's like, oh, I got an astigmatism. I can't move. It, it just sounds like you're getting paralyzed. You know, like it's, it sounds like a wizard casting like a lightning bolt on you, and you got you got you got astigmatism. I don't know. Anyway, Altai, we have we have caravan stories. Remember that game? I do. You mentioned it like literally like a year ago. Yes. It's finally happening, Altai. It's it's coming out. But it's coming out on PS4, not mobile for us yep. in the West. That is bizarre. I, I did not see that one coming. Let me tell you. Well, thought you I saw it on all. PS4. Thought I saw it all. They've released it too, July twenty third. I don't know. We'll see how it does. This is a mobile game in in Japan, right? Yes, it's a mobile game in Japan, and we're getting it on PS4. Weird. Yeah, it is weird. I don't know what to think of that. That's just odd. But yeah, we'll have it. I mean, uh, will we get? A, are we gonna get a mobile version eventually or no? It hasn't been announced, um, but mm-hmm. I, I suppose if you really want to play the mobile version, you can like switch your Google Play Store to Japan and download it. But you know, I don't know. Yeah. True. Oh, the guys that made uh. Star Trek Fleet Command got bought out recently. I didn't know that. Fortunately, there's no there's no number here. It's a mobile pay-to-win game. Another one of those. Bless Unleashed. Um, at least that's a different game. I mean, I, I'm not going to buy it just because of on principle. But Don't at least, play it, boys. At least it's a different game, uh, whereas Caravan Stories is literally just a mobile port uh, to PS4. And I think um, Zen Exile nailed it. I think uh, they realized that the the Western audience still has an allergic reaction to the term mobile, right? Uh, in a way that Japan does not. Japan and China and Korea have embraced mobile as, you know, as equal to PC gaming. Like, they don't, like, you know, discriminate, I guess. But um, here in the West, we still haven't swallowed the mobile pill, you know? So, let me ask about Star Citizen. We should talk about that. There was a pretty big uh, story on Star Citizen on Forbes, which Altan and I both read. Yeah, very interesting article. Mm-hmm. Uh, long extensive take recap review of the saga and it is it's pretty it's a pretty damning article i gotta say they did have a little bit of a biased i I watched a a few videos about it too um yes Mm -hmm. it's true that they randomly insert a few odd things to you know kind of reveal their biases you know Mm -hmm. trying to make it look you know really bad for star citizen but you know what their facts are right everything they say is factually correct so uh it's worth a read uh a lot of you watching probably know most of what's in here already but uh, basically, it's mismanaged up to wazoo. They're blowing, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. The guy, okay, here's the thing too. This, this game, there's no game out yet, right? He says he's paying himself. Oh, the, 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 there's something playable out. Yes, you can play something. There's like the FPS module. There's the space fighting module. But there's no like grand experience. You know, there's no there's no persistent universe. There's not like this overarching experience. You, know, you have you have some segmented experience. You got the garbage. Game. You got garbage. Right, but right. Th- 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 my point is, there's something there. Okay. Th- wait. I agree. It's, it's it's not what we were promised. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing impressive yet. But here's the thing, though. He is paying himself uh, a competitive salary with other CEOs of gaming companies. So he's mm-hmm. putting himself in the same category 
as you know, other like EA, the EA CEO, the Activision Blizzard CEO. I bet he's paying himself you know, multi multi millions a year. Millions a year, yeah, probably. And I think they, he didn't reveal how much he was getting paid no, either. I mean, I think they, they they inquired about that, which uh, I mean, uh, sure, the guy's allowed to you know make money too, obviously. But considering where the game is, and what no, was why, the why is he allowed to make money? I mean, he's, legally, I guess he is. But oh look, he he crowdfunded this money. He should start. He's take, he should not take. A, he should take a salary after the game comes out when Finn is is launched. There's a the thing too. I I really think when it comes to crowdfunding, at least personally, if you if you take if you take money from fans to crowdfund a project, you as the project manager, the CEO shouldn't get paid or, or listen if you have to eat i get that right you should you know if you quit your job to work on a project from kickstarter or where you raise money yeah pay yourself like 20 grand a year 30 grand a year whatever you need to actually literally to eat and live that's it that i i personally could not see myself ever taking anything beyond that if i took money from other people otherwise i feel like i was cheating other people it just oh, wouldn't be yeah. fair to other people well don't forget not only is he paying himself uh, a comparable salary with other ceos but he's got his wife and brother on the payroll too um, of course. The article didn't say it's a scam, but I, I, I'm saying it's a scam just based on that part. Just the fact that they're misusing funds um, just to, to enrich their own family at the expense of the hordes of idiots, you know, still giving them money. Uh, if you gave them money, like $30 or whatever, whatever, oh, cool, that's fine. I got no problem with you. But why do you have to keep pouring thousands into it? I don't I don't understand that mentality. I'm pretty sure. I, I got an email recently that another, another Citizen Con is, uh, is going to happen soon. We wouldn't have yet another convention for, Citizen, for Star Citizen. Are you excited? You know what's funny? I bet there are people who met during the first Citizen Con and got married, right? And now are currently raising kids together, right? And those kids will grow up to be, you know, sentient, I guess, before the game comes out. <laughs> and then, sentient. So I, don't, I don't know what the term is. Self, I don't know. I wouldn't say self-aware, but then that's even worse. Uh, and then the kid is going to ask the parents, so mom and dad, how'd you meet? And they're going to be like, look at each other. Well, we met at Citizen Con. What's that? Oh, it's uh this convention for this game. Oh, what game? Uh, Citizen. Oh, if you can I play it? Oh, it's not out yet. What? But but <laughs> I, you met and I was conceived, you know, during this convention. He's like, yeah, but <laughs> maybe maybe when you can you'll meet your future spouse at the Citizen Con, you know, twenty one, and <laughs> and then you'll have a kid and you guys can play together. <laughs> okay, it's like it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, the game's first Kickstarter was October of 2012, and I think in that Kickstarter you said they meant you told me before they uh that was with one year in development of their belt already before they went to Kickstarter, right? Is what they said? Yes, they said it was in development before Kickstarter. So if it was in development 2011, it's been it's been a cool uh you know almost almost eight years for Star Citizen boys, and I don't know they're they're I don't think they're good. This game the MMO the MMO vision doesn't seem to be coming together yet. Yet soon, TM. I I do find it remarkable though. I it is it is amazing to me how much money they've raised. So they're whoever's in charge of their marketing, whoever's in charge of their monetization teams. They you know they're they're doing the whole Citizen Con. They have subscriptions. They have a subscription section. They sell these two thousand dollars ships that are limited edition runs. They do this whole spiel and they tell an amazing story. I guess the story. The, this whole community around Star Citizen, I think, is amazing. That it's been able to extract $200 million or whatever they're at right now from you know their backers. You find the, I think, I think there now. is a definitely cult following here, too. That's kind of bizarre. I watch, like I said, I watch a few of these uh, YouTube um, reaction you know, video game uh, kind mm-hmm. of videos. And one of, the, one of them said that he knows the people who were threatened for, for uh, exposing or talking negatively about this game. They received yeah, personal threats. 
by Star Citizen fans for what they said. Now, it has not happened to us, but we're obviously small fry. Um, but just the mindset you got to be in uh, for a video game. <laughs> That's not even out. It's not, it's not actually a video game yet. But um, it's to- I, I don't understand. I, I never really understood that loyalty. Like if somebody tells you, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen sucks, dick. Whatever, dude. That's good. I, I don't know. I don't understand. Like this level of loyalty. I, I, like, I'll, I'll, I, I can defend certain parts of the game, but I would never like even think about like threatening you. Or it, it's yeah. just bizarre that you can have that level of loyalty to a game. Yeah. And, and, and Pistol said, like, okay, basically she still has hope, which is fine, and then she's not putting any more into it. I know people who pre-ordered StarCraft Ghost the day it was announced. Uh, because they they wanted a new StarCraft game, and even though you know that game took like ten years and they canceled it, he kept the pre-order. Right? That's fine. You know, you want to put a pre-order in, uh, you want to support a game. That's that's cool. Yeah, but that's fine. When they keep coming back to, for more and more, and, th- and you're putting in thousands and thousands and thousands, I mean, there's got to be a point where um, there's got to be a point where the government's got to come down with some regulation, if you ask me. But no, more, you, you might disagree listen, with that. <laughs> listen, where 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 this became a scam in my eyes, where it kind of jumped a shark, where at that point there was no redeeming. Was when they had that ultimate bundle. I think it was like a twenty thousand dollar bundle, right? They were selling a ship bundle for twenty thousand dollars, right? But you would only see that bundle after you've already spent ten thousand dollars. It was not presented to anyone else. So you had you had to have already been a ten thousand dollar whale, and only then would you pitch this amazing new deal that they launched just for that week. It just the amount of time that's going into like figuring out the best way to milk players is remarkable. Like that's where the that's where the, their best people are. The best people that, at, at, at Star Citizen are the people that are the monetization team. They got the A team on monetization, all right? It's, they're putting so much thought into extracting money from players that it just, it's just so weird. It's just so bizarre for a game that, that, that's not launched yet either, that for a crowdfunded game. That, that's when it was like the point of no return, that they, they designed these systems for hard, hardcore whales that just aren't available to anyone else. You can't, until you're an elite level $10,000 spender, you can't see the $20,000 bundle. That's just weird. Well, they got there's, there's tears here. Okay, you got to keep up. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually, I think I leaked it earlier this weekend. Where there's actually a new bundle you can purchase uh, in Star Citizen. It's got it's a motorcycle. Ooh, how much is my motorcycle? How much is my virtual motorcycle? Well, you can buy them individually, or you can uh, save a bundle by buying them as one bundle. And oh, I mean, who wouldn't buy them in a bundle? Like, I, you know, it makes about, sense. You got to buy your motorcycles in bundles. It's about value. buy a six pack. It's about value. It's about the value, guys. So here we go. Four hundred fifty dollars. And you get a cool set of one, two, three, five, ten, fourteen motorcycles. Uh, fourteen the- motorcycles, dude. That's like that's like thirty bucks a piece. You, you'd be crazy now if you if you don't buy this deal, you're crazy. Everyone, buy that four fifty dollar bundle, the Rough and Tumbrel Pack War Bond. All right, buy that shit. How else can you Mad Max this desert planet with the oil refineries without fourteen uh, motorcycles in your back pocket? All right. <laughs> All right, you just gotta drive all of them. It's just I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's still also weird that like they keep having these new pledges with new you know items to buy, and I don't know. It, it, it's 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 quite a spectacle now too. At least look if you're a Star Citizen believer too, you you have a whole like they have like six different TV series on their YouTube channel where they like the bug killer, the bug squash, where like their developer talks about bugs in the game. They got a series where they talk about this design stuff. They got they have you know around the verse. They kind of recap what happened that week. They have like they have like five different like weekly shows on their youtube channel they have a subscription on their website there's this whole community of like people that consume stars isn't content you know it's it's really weird it's like this is like the the compound is like the, the where the cults are like the osha compound and, and you know with that wild wild country like the people that are inside the star citizen like 
complex. It's weird. You know, you know what's weird. Could, you know, I got a hot take for Star Citizen. So if any developers, mm-hmm. if Chris Roberts, or I think that's his name, right? He's watching. Yeah. Okay. You know the He's Office, the TV show, The yeah. Office. It's like uh, based yeah. on in a paper. It's a paper uh, company. But you know, it's set, it, but the but the actual business of the company is like a secondary thing, right? It's about the interaction with the with the employees. So that's what this, yeah. Star Citizen should make an internal uh, reality TV show about life as a game developer, and they could literally just film because you know they're actually make, at this point like the game's never coming out, so it's open ended, just like Dunder Mifflin, you know, like mm-hmm. who, the finances of what's actually happening is is kind of like a background you know flavor. But I want to see like this, I want to see developers like you know form you know love little triangles. I want to see them you know fight with each other and, and animosity with the different developers at the in the back offices i think there's so much to work with too, yeah actually, we, because like we, all, get all the conventions. we can get seven seasons out of this even like the interaction between like some of the like the weirdest thing to me i i, I just i just don't get it maybe i'm old i don't know but there are people on the starters and forums like forming like literal guilds in the game there was like there are people in their signatures on the forums like oh the federation 15th alliance rank uh admiral or commodore like they, they, people have like these guilds on the forums already. They're already LARPing. They're already role-playing. You know, they're already, they're already pretending like they're space captains already. The game isn't even out yet and posting on forums. It's just... It's weird. I don't know. It's, it is amazing. And uh, a lot of games do get that. Like, um, mm-hmm. But the funny thing here, obviously, is how long they've been having to yeah. wait and role-play. I bet guilds have, have formed and disbanded like multiple times. You know, people have like quit their guilds, join new guilds, all this stuff. Not only the game, that, you know? I bet you we've had a whole guild dramas. Like, guilds coming together and falling apart through the internal drama yeah. on the forums. Like, that Definitely. has happened. The whole cycles of um, organizations mm-hmm. have got, come and gone in the forums before the game actually even launched. Definitely. I mean, I hope to play Star System one day, you know? Uh, I don't know okay. if it's going to happen, but I hope to do it. I'm just curious how this whole saga unfolds. I'm real, I, I am interested in the Star Citizen saga. It, it's very entertaining. It's very interesting. And I'm still hoping something comes out of it. Pistol says, I've already been involved in Star Citizen Guild drama. I would love to hear that uh, off, off stream sometime. <laughs> uh, Chaos, I mean, given how many pledges they have, there's, there's definitely some people that have probably pledged and died already. They've raised $220 million since... Uh, Eight years or seven years they've been on uh, since their first Kickstarter. I think we actually talked about that a few uh, months ago in um, one of the lawsuits. So uh, one of the uh, people who sued the company asking for a refund uh, said, listen, in 2012, when I gave this company money, uh, I thought it was going to come out, you know, in 2015, whatever. He says, I actually, he actually has an illness. He has some kind of atrophy illness or whatever. He says, I'm literally going to die before this game comes out. And I I want my money back because this was not, you know, it wasn't the promised schedule. But he actually lost the lawsuit. So he did not get his money. Right, whoa. Yeah, did they didn't give the poor man a refund. The guy was the guy has a d- degenerative disease where he's actually going to die before this game comes out, and they wouldn't give his money. <laughs> Yikes! It's amazing. Yo, Chris Roberts got to eat. All right, man's got to eat. All right. Yeah, it is. It is odd. That, that's uh, I like. The, I like that emote. The bloody f. <laughs> that that's the most appropriate use of that emote. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Plot twist. They should just release a Battle Royale mode. They should release a Star Citizen MOBA, Star Citizen Battle Royale module, <laughs> module, whatever you want to call it. That's what, like, Azure Creation did unironically, right? <laughs> hey, guys, we know our game is probably never going to come out, but here's a Battle Royale game you can play. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing. Like, how does that happen? How do you go from, like, promising this, like, in-depth MMORPG to, be, like, unironically being like, hey, guys, by the way, here's a Battle Royale. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> did, did this actually happen? It's so weird. Like, and I, I don't know. It's just like, wait, weren't you guys supposed to be working on, like, uh, you know, the MMORPG? Yeah, 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 but we're also working on the Battle Royale. Like, 
what? Like, it just it just changes this like adds extra shit for you to do. It, it's just weird. I, I don't get it. Good times. These, 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 yeah, we got to put Astro Creation on the LOL list for our tier list as well. <laughs> yeah, we got to read up on that. I haven't really uh, kept up on mm-hmm. what's going with these games. Mm-hmm. What happened in the end with Ashes? It's it's still going on. I don't know. What's... It's still going. There yeah, is no end. Going. The beauty the beauty of these uh, games is there's no end. Uh, it mm-hmm. used to be that MMORPGs don't end because it's open ended, you know, sandbox. But now even the development phase is open ended. It, <laughs> so it doesn't end. Yeah, you get to you get to keep talking about them and updates, and it never ends. Infinite content. There you go. Infinite content, boys. You create them with the content with the form post. The form post is the is the game, all right? We could break this podcast into like 20-minute segments. You know, every week we talk about 20 minutes Star Citizen, 20 minutes Chronicles of Valyria, 20 minutes Ashes Creation. And we could just yeah, keep doing drama. it. We could keep this going forever because they won't come out. So every week, boom, boom, boom. Listen, what's remarkable is there are, there are YouTube channels dedicated to Star Citizen right now, okay? That talk about all the new ships. That talk about like, you know, every new patch, the change logs, the design notes, like, the amount of content that's been created for Star Citizen, all in the last, there has been YouTube careers made out of people talking about Star Citizen. All oh, right, yeah, I believe that's, it, yeah. that's remarkable. It's, just, it's intense. All right, there's one more. There's one hopeful story, boys. One hopeful <laughs> yeah. story we have to talk about. All right, let's get out of this. You know, let's get some hope in our lives. All right, no more despair. All right, Zenimax apparently is working on a new, uh, new AAA game. I, I hate that type of AAA. You know, you know, someone's got to make the first. Quadra A game or Penta A game, all right? 4A, 5A. Like, what is this 3A bullshit? Everyone else is doing 3A. You got to do 4A or 5A or 6. It's like no, Trump. I think when they asked Trump about uh, 5G, he's like, yeah, yeah, 5G, good. We can work on 6G as well. <laughs> he, he's literally making uh, Somebody's got to do a, a Quadra A game, all right? Who, who's going to be the first one? All right, Star Citizen can be oh, S, an S tier game. They should do that, like an S rank game instead of A. Jesuyan, thank you for the $10. $10. Much love. We haven't seen that pouring in a bit, so yeah, glad to see him hop on by. Anyway, at least uh, Zenimax is working on a new game. At least uh, it's who knows what it's going to be, but uh, it is Zenimax online, so I'm hoping it's some kind of MO. They're obviously the guys behind ESO, and Elder Scrolls Online is still doing pretty well. So hopefully, we get some new MMORPG out of them. Yeah, ESO has actually been a uh, I don't know, but ESO is a success story. Definitely, every year it's mm-hmm. going from strength to strength. It's getting better and bigger. Um, I see a lot of people playing it. Um, Big expansion coming out, so that's a good one. Um, they really turned it around. I know ESO got a lot of shit when it came out, but uh, they stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, their new game, it's going to be a new IP as well, so it's not going to be like... Do you know it's a new IP? I, th- I read that somewhere. I don't know. You I read believe- that somewhere. I believe it. I believe it. It, it came to you in a fever dream. Maybe. Have you, read a, have you read a dream you were playing in more PGL time? Yes. Yes, I have. Really? What game? Tell us Tell, tell us a story. Oh, uh, Actually... I think I wrote it down. I think I told you the story. So I had a dream that uh, we were at a, at a mutual friend's wedding, even though he's not married. So, but I don't even know who's, if he's seeing anyone. But anyway, we were at his wedding, and uh, he was fighting a giant alligator in his wedding during his wedding. And we, we were kind of watching. So the alligator uh, is about to kill him. He's losing to the alligator. Then a ninja teleports and cuts the alligator in half. And uh, you and me are we're not phased by this. This is like normal. And then and then we ask, oh, why did the ninja? Just another wedding. Yeah, where did the ninja come? How did he get to here so quickly? And then, you know what I said to myself in the dream? Hmm. It must be a populated server. That's, you know, so... <laughs> and, then, and then I just moved on to the next part of the dream. You know, the dreams are like in blocks, right? So, like, and then when I woke up, I'm like, that was weird. <laughs> Good. So, I have, I have had dreams about MMOs. This was actually recently, like, like two weeks ago. Yeah. I, I do feel like, you know, you're not a real gamer unless you dream about MMOs. I, I, I've had a couple for Final Fantasy XIV and WoW back in the day. 
it, it, it makes sense too because if you're playing uh, like if you're ever in the hardcore like grind right when you're in the rhythm like when you're in the zone where you play like eight hours a day that's like that's my cutoff for being in the zone where you're playing eight hours of one game non like generally non-stop besides eating that's when like your dreams become about that game which is normal because that's like your your whole waking experience you know you're obviously gonna dream about that you know, this is this is already too much to talk about dreams, but it, it always shocks me when people like are surprised by their dreams. Every dream I've had has literally been what I was thinking about or doing hours before I went to sleep. Like it's it's never a surprise. Like when you think about it, it's always what you were doing or thinking about or watching or listening yeah, to. Generally. Like yes, I saw. I don't know why people are surprised about these things. I uh, just it's, the surprise because they're always disjointed and weird and somewhat related. But yeah, I'm looking forward to. Uh... No lifing, probably Shadowbringers when it comes out. I, I, it's been a while since I, I've not sat down and played like an MMO for like more than a few hours in a long time. I, I had a lot of fun playing Final Fantasy fourteen like ten hours a day when the last raid tier came out. So hopefully I'll do that with WoW Classic and Shadowbringers, and that'll be fun. That's in July, right? I think you said June, July. Yeah, some sometime around there. Uh, it's it's weird now. So many games have this early access period where it's only open to pre-orders and they have like the full release date. I don't like that. It's, it's just weird. I pre-ordered to get into the early access anyway, but like it comes out a few days later for everyone else. So it's, it's like June twenty eighth. Yeah, early access June and then July for uh, full release. But at least it's a pre-order. Like what's really like, what's good is like Square Enix has not gone to the point where they're like completely milking players. Right? Imagine, imagine if Shadowbringers had like the game is forty bucks by the way, right? So let's say they had a seventy dollar edition, seventy dollar big dick edition, right? And it gave you early access. If you bought the forty dollar edition, you didn't get the early access, right? So many players would buy the $70 edition, right? Yep. They, they could monetize that early access if they wanted to. I'm glad they don't because it'd be kind of a douche move because I, I, I buy the early access period too so I don't fall behind. But a lot, a, lot, a lot of games do that. A lot of free-to-play games do that when they come on Steam with the early access. And that's totally douche, I think. But I'm, I'm glad that, you know, WoW and, you know, Final Fantasy XIV and like some of the big games still don't like stoop to that level. There ought to be a law. All right. I got another fun story for you, Omar. All right. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard of this one, actually, but uh, hopefully not, so we can talk about it. So, remember last year at BlizzCon, uh, the big line? Mm-hmm. You all have phones, don't you? Yeah. Well, this year, you know, they don't want to be embarrassed again. So, they're actually requiring you to have a phone to come in to BlizzCon. And the way they're doing that, it, it, it's, it's, it's a little roundabout, but basically, you will require a certain mobile app. And uh, so, when you buy your ticket, it will be on the mobile app. So when you go in, you gotta you know scan your barcode or whatever that shows up on the app. No more physical badges. No more. No more physical badges. You need I to saw, have. I saw my physical badge from BlizzCon in Vegas. Well, it won't do you any good. You need the mobile app with the QR code to get in, and uh, this is being spun as like you know, as you know them basically saying, well, now we know you have a phone, okay? Because you got in. All right, if you got in, you must have a phone. You gotta play Diablo Immortal. We can't, we can't let you know. We can't risk being embarrassed uh, like that, like last year. There you go. The only problem last year was they weren't sure everybody had phones, but now, now they know everyone has phones to get in. All right. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a meme in this uh, this post. Basically, one this guy, the top comment in this Reddit post. I'll link it here, guys. He basically said the app that they chose to go with uh, for their mobile ticketing system is uh, basically spyware. <laughs> it, it requests like full access to all your. Um, um, phones, you know, features like the GPS, Bluetooth, network, mo- you know, history, all this, you know, contacts. And what it does is, while you're in in the um, uh, venue, right, it, it actually tracks which booths you visit, 
how long you stay at each one, so they know, so they can you know scoop all this data and use it in the mm-hmm. future to you know mold their different um, booths and venues and operations. Um, so it's a huge, huge uh, data vacuum on your device there. Yikes! This is okay. Here's my. Uh, here's uh, your hot take. Here's my. Here's my time to be a little offensive, perhaps. Always, always got to slice some time for all to be offensive. This is only a problem if you have a piece of shit Android phone, okay? Because Apple, st- you know, people meme about Apple, right? But I, I don't have a MacBook or anything. I think on, on as far as desktops go, Windows is fine. It's probably superior. But as far as, far as smartphones go, you got to have an iPhone, boys and girls. If you care about security at all, you got to have the iPhone in 2019. This might change in the future. But for today, if you don't have an iPhone, you cannot talk about security or safety, privacy, okay? Or you're okay just what you're saying is... What you're saying is the Android users, they're asking for it. They're letting it happen. Android, fo- yes. Android users are asking it for it. Yes. If, they're asking for if, it. If you're okay with it, if the you say, way they set themselves up, they're asking for it. And I would love to hear a counter argument to this, uh, Pistol or others. Um, everything I've read, I've read a lot about this. Um, the security features in uh, iPhones are just far superior. They don't allow these apps to get out. Even, you know, the same app on an iPhone and Android android version will leach a lot more because the, the os is allowing it to leach a lot more so this is much more strict than what access they give it yes yeah exactly there's a lot more uh restrictions in place by default on iphones and, and for the record i thought you're speaking specifically on the security front right you're not talking about yeah. like features I'm talking, I'm talking about security not a uh, pistol i'm not talking about the bloatware apps i'm talking just stock android if you download this app um axs mobile app and i download it on my iphone and we both go to blizzcon right Right, the the AXS app will take have all this information from you. It'll have your uh, network full network access, full Bluetooth devices, uh, modify system settings, prevent device from sleeping. But it won't do the stuff on my iPhone. It literally can't do that on your iPhone. Yes, the iPhone will not allow third-party apps um, to to access these things. No matter what the app requests, it just says, "Ah, sorry, not doing it." So that, that that's Altai's only point. He's not trying to say the the iPhone is just like superior in terms of like not having bloatware or features. On the security front, I do think it's pretty. I think if you if you compare stock to stock, you know, I'm not saying if you, I'm sure you could like have a custom yes, firmware yes, someone, on, your, on your Android device where you super lock it down and it's super secure. But stock versus stock, I think the security experts generally agree, from my reading as well, that the iPhone is is more secure. Not judging the quality or anything else, just in terms of security. Yep. Uh, and yes, there are ways. There are ways to make Androids just as secure as an iPhone by default, right? So if you are a person willing to go through those uh, steps, and uh, for example, someone mentioned uh, booting a different Android OS, like different ROMs. If you're willing to do all that, you know, God bless. Also, if you don't care about you know your uh, GPS location being shared, God bless. You know, I'm not. Look, nothing's gonna happen. If, at the end of the day, if if Blizzard, you know, tracks your Bluetooth location at the venue, you know. Nothing's going to happen, right? So if you don't care about that, we're on even footing. But don't come to me. And I have people have done this. Say, oh, security is so important. Privacy is so important. Oh, yeah, I use an Android. A stock, regular Android. No, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, that's it. That, that's my spiel. That's your spiel. All right, boys, let's get to the post game. Let's finish up the tier list. All right. Okay. Sounds good to me. All right, thanks for watching YouTube. It'll be up on there uh, shortly, too. Take care.